friends, and welcome to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. I don't really have much prepared for our episode this week. It has been a rough week, to be honest with you. I spent the first three days of the work week home resting. I've just been dealing with a flare-up, and then my acid reflux was acting up and causing inflammation in my throat and my vocal cords and making me feel like someone was like low-key choking me all the time. (laughs) It was, uh, it was about as much fun as wearing a bow tie made out of barbed wire. It was not a great, it was not a great week, but it got me thinking about how we view chronic illness in the workplace because even though I have a chronic illness I have the same amount of sick time as everybody else at work which you could argue is fair everybody gets the same amount of work time off but as someone with a chronic illness I need more time off because I'm always sick it's just whether or not I'm sick enough to not be able to work And, you know, for a healthy person, back when I was healthy, or at least when I was, when my chronic illness was so mild, I didn't even know I had it, it wasn't really affecting my life in a major way, I never used all of my sick time. I mean, there were some years I would not take a single day off all year, I'd be darn proud of that. Um, Or if I took time off, it was just, you know, to chill at home, you know, and then Normal years, you know, I might take a few days here or there because of if I got the flu or what I now learned was just a really bad flare. And that was that was good. It was good enough. I always ended up I've always had extra time off at the end of every year. And now I'm a teacher with weekends off and built-in holiday breaks that are already there and somehow by December 4th, I only have two days of sick time left because I've had to use it all for doctor's appointments, for dealing with flares and things like that. And so now I'm incredibly stressed because I have, I've got to go until May. So I have five more months, uh, technically four months if you take out, you know, things like winter break and spring break where I'm going to only need to, I can't take more than those two days. And I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'm actually probably just going to end up having to take unpaid time off because I don't have any other choice. And that is when having a chronic illness becomes incredibly problematic because now I'm having to make real life decisions. I guess I'm always making real life decisions, but like I'm having to choose between the income that I earn to help provide for my family. We are a two-income household. You know, my wife and I both work to support ourselves and our children. And so then, so I'm having to, basically I'm going to have to cut back on my contribution in order to take care of my health or I ignore my health and keep going, but then my job performance will probably suffer or I'll just end up in the hospital because I pushed myself so far that I just can no longer function, and I've done that before. Or I push myself so hard that I end up having to go on short-term disability, which would happen to me a couple years ago. 
So I don't know. I don't, I guess I'm bringing this up, but I don't really have an answer. I don't know what the answer is. I want to find the answer. I wish I had the time and the resources to really look into this and research an answer and even come up with solutions that I could possibly propose to either my school, to the school boards, to, um, you know, to labor, government people. Wow, that was precise. <laughs> Obviously, I did not do any homework before recording, hitting record here. Um, but changing policy, like, I wish I could influence that because I know it's not just teachers with chronic illness. It's people in all types of work environments that have a chronic illness that want to contribute. They want to, like, I don't want to just stay at home. I don't want to lay around the house and be on welfare. That's not who I am. I want to contribute to society. I want to contribute to my community. I want to serve my community and also help provide for my family and, you know, do meaningful work in the world. But I'm realizing that I'm going to have to reevaluate what that looks like by, you know, because of my health, because I have a chronic illness, I have to, I'm going to have to figure out a different approach. And I don't know what that is. Like I said, I have more questions than answers. And it's just, it's, uh, it's very frustrating. But on a positive note, um, my, I took my students on a field trip. Um, my grade and the fourth and third grade went and saw the Nutcracker. And that was really great. I love ballet, personally. And so I love getting to see the Nutcracker. But it was really great for some of my students who had never seen a ballet before. And they didn't even know what the Nutcracker was. And, you know, some of them are like athletic kids. You know, they're not really, you know, dancers and not really who you would normally think would enjoy a ballet. And they ended up enjoying it as well. And so that was a huge blessing. So my whole week wasn't terrible. That was a great win. That was a wonderful moment. And, oh, there was other special moment where the lights were off. And I asked one of the students to turn the lights on. There's two light switches, two sets of lights in my classroom. And one of my students piped up, oh, turn on the left one. Mr. Maxwell likes that one better. He likes the lighting better that way. And that just warmed my heart because, you know, as a teacher, I'm always trying to be aware of my students' sensory needs, whether they have a diagnosis or not. Um, and so for my students to remember my preferences in regard to lighting and what I liked best, I don't know, it just showed care and concern for other humans. And that really made my day as well. And, oh, another thing that made my week, um, I had a student, a former student, reach out to me, and he wanted to have coffee with me um, yesterday, and so we met at Panera and just talked about life, reminisced about, you know, our history as teacher and student, and how he kind of got off on a little bit of a rough start at first, you know, I made that mistake that some teachers make of seeing a student's outward behavior and assuming that I know them, but, you know, and I really got to see who the student was, got to really see them as a person. Um, our teacher-student relationship took off. I have a good relationship with the student's parents. Um, so I actually got to see um, the student's dad drop them off, and so I got to talk to him for a little while, a little bit and catch up and hear about what's going on with their family. And that's just a, such a special thing as a teacher when a student and their family when the relationship extends beyond the classroom in a healthy way. 
when I'm no longer that student's teacher, I no longer have to be a part of their life, and they voluntarily want to sit down and spend time with me and talk about what's going on with them in their life and ask my advice or opinion, um, I don't know, it's a great feeling. Uh, It makes me think that maybe one day my dream of becoming the old man at the top of the mountain (laughs) could actually be a real thing. But it did remind me the importance of seeing our students, you know, as a father, making sure that I see my children, make sure that they feel seen. Um, And then also my students, making sure my students feel seen by me and know that that is my goal to see who they are and to meet them as students and as humans where they are and help them grow from there not just me trying to control everybody getting mad because they're not you know not doing everything I want them to do in the way I want them to do it and making it about me because it's not always about me third philosophy right it is for me it's about serving them anyway a little bit of a tangent there uh so that was my week um I hope that your week is going well and if you are dealing with health struggles like I currently am, I hope that you're taking the time to rest. I spent most of my day this Sunday in bed, um, just laying down resting and going to bed early all week, and I'm going to be doing the same thing next week of going to bed early, Um, and it's okay. It's okay if that's what you need to do. Give yourself that grace to slow down, to rest extra. You're not being lazy. You're not a drag on society. You are taking care of you so you can later give your best to the world. All right, friends, I'm going to let you go. It's time for your next adventure. I'll miss you. Cheers. Thank you, friends, for listening to the Mr. Maxwell Podcast. If you'd like to see what else I am up to, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram all at Mr. Underscore Maxwell 16. Please, I'd love to hear from you. Um, let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me, think of, let me know if there are any other things you'd like me to talk about. All right, friends, hope you have a wonderful day.